Welcome to the Heart to Biz podcast, the show for people to share their heart behind what they do. Be reminded why you started and discover what keeps you going. Here's Laurel and Shasta. Hi, I'm Shasta. And I'm Laurel. And on this episode, Jenny Beret is the owner of Sacramento Legal Documents in Gold River, and she'll be sharing her heart behind what she does. So, hey, Jenny, so awesome to have you on here. I know we've uh, referred people back and forth before. And um, one of the things is I've always appreciated how you really care about the people and you make sure to explain kind of the legal process to people when they have issues. And um, um, it's awesome to have you on our new show, um, Heart to Biz. And uh, so just really thank you so much for being here and being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you, Shasta. I'm really, I'm very glad to be here. So hey, tell us a little bit about how you got in this business of, you know, so you're, you do uh, legal document preparing, how you got in this business and kind of the things that you do for people and uh, kind of why that's important to you. Okay. Well, to begin with, um, I am a legal document assistant, and we assist people who do not have attorneys get through the court system. So whether that is because it's not affordable to them, um, they just don't want to, they're more of a DIYer and want to do things themselves, um, that's where I come in and, and can help out quite a bit. I got going in this industry because I worked for attorneys, uh, have, have quite a bit of experience working for attorneys, did a lot in labor law and workers' compensation. And um, in my workers' compensation law firms that I was working for, all kinds of other problems would happen for these mostly gentlemen. We dealt with a lot of people in trade, so a lot of union um um, hard laborers and things like that. And they would end up having to file bankruptcy or they got divorced or they just had numerous problems that spurred out of their workers' compensation claims. And of course, didn't have the money for, uh, most of them didn't have the money for attorneys. And that's when we found out about the legal document assistant profession. We're, uh, we're, we're, um, our profession is guided through the Business and Professions Code. And uh, so myself and another girl who was working at the law firm at that time said, we can do this and, and help these people out and get them through these tragedies in their life so that they can, you know, hopefully get on the mend and, and have a better life. So that's how it started. I started, um, I had my first office down south uh, in the foothills of Fresno in the town of Oakhurst, actually, where Bass Lake is. And up that way and then eventually my partner and I split and I moved down to Fresno had an office there for many years and that is still going strong it's called APS document services my employee purchased that and um, is continuing running that and then I returned to the Sacramento area because I had grandchildren who were being born and uh -huh. wanted to be back here with them so uh, that's when I came and, and opened my office here I've had my office in Gold River for going on the third year now so very excited and uh, it's very very busy I helped you know, every kind of person. Um, I do a lot with people who are divorcing, uh, but they know, but they know how they want to divide things. A lot of them have children. They don't want a lot of trauma or stress throughout the process. They want to make sure that the children are, um, you know, don't, don't have to go through all that. Um, so I'm a perfect fit for that. We get a marital settlement agreement done. 
never have to step foot in court. I do all the work for them. I drop it off. I file it. I answer their questions in um, very plain English on, and break the process down into three steps. Um, and I do that for everything that I do. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I just give the customer service side of it. Uh, all my life, I've been in customer service one way or the other, even when I worked with law firms. And um, that's really what I try to promote, getting back to people, giving them explanations. Um, a lot of times I'm also a counselor and, you know, and, and listen to and help people through um, their emotions and what they're dealing with. Well, of course, a court is stressful no matter what the situation is or what for what matter that you're going for. But um, there's a lot of great, uh, great stories that come out of it. Um, you know, re reunifying with your children. Um, I have guardianships, people who have taken care of children for years and, you know, finally are named guardian and actually, and then go on to even adopt these children. And it's just, it's, it's always really nice because you start seeing how the family fits in and the child is aware of the legal proceeding, you know, if they're old enough in age and, um, and they really take part in it and take pride that they're, you know, belonging to this family. And, and um, so those are some of my most rewarding things are helping with guardianships, but um, I, I do a little bit of everything and we use attorney templated um, documents. I cannot give attorney advice if somebody's needing that. I have great referrals and am more than happy to refer people out to attorneys when they need it. Um, I, I, I'm always looking for attorneys who like working with us and, um, and that I can, and that I know has a good track record of getting back with people. Of course, my customer service side is uh, I, I look for that. I look for that when I call their office, how friendly their staff is when they answer the phone, how well the attorneys get back to them. And if the attorneys will actually talk directly to the clients instead of it always going through the paralegals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I look for those type of attorneys and I'm always looking to partner up with, with attorneys from all different um, fields so that I can refer people out when necessary. Considering uh, your work is so people-based, how did your environment change once COVID hit? Did you see like more situations come up or was it, was it slower than normal? So the first 30 days after the shutdown, it was very slow. I think for everybody, nobody knew what was happening. Um, after that, towards April, it started picking back up again. We heard a lot of scuttlebutt that there was going to be a lot of divorces with uh, people staying home. That's what <laughs> I heard too. So that's what I was wondering. <laughs> getting to know each other really well. And what's funny about that is 2020 was pretty steady, just pretty much a normal year. But 2021 hit and I have been inundated with divorces and all the other LDAs. And, and according to the attorneys, they are too. So I think they got through 2020 and said, yeah, we tried to make this work and it didn't, or they wanted to wait till after the holidays for the kids. But um, 2021 is turning out to be the year of divorce uh, for people. So how do you deal with that as an LDA when you are constantly coming in contact with people going through these really rough times? I'm sure that takes a huge toll on you. It does. You have to give self-care. I do um, take on other people's um, life sometimes, I know for lack of a better word, um, more than maybe that I should. I do think about them constantly. I'm always trying to help them um, 
you know, and that's why I offer my services as far as you're, they're not getting charged per hour. So there are times where I'm sitting on a phone with someone for 20 minutes, just kind of listening to them vent because they need that and they have no one else. Um, so, but there does have to be some boundaries. I, 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 I do cut the phone off at a certain time in the nights. I rarely answer on the weekends and, um, and that's when I, I, I have my own time, but um, I enjoy hearing everybody's story and what they're dealing with. I've, I've had some great, um, you know, I've had the, the nightmare um, situations where I have a couple in here and they are just shouting and arguing and I have to kind of step in and, and play referee a little bit more. And then I've had a couple sit in here and sign their documents and say, oh my gosh, where do we go to celebrate? Let's go have a glass of wine, you know? So I've had <laughs> I don't even know why those people were divorcing. They were just so wonderful to each other, but um, which is great, which I wish, you know, everybody could understand that, that you, you married the person for a reason, you had love there. And even if um, there's some hurt feelings, you know, we should all have a little bit more respect for each other, um, especially when children are involved. They, they, uh, they're the collateral damage that, and people don't always realize it. So now, I know a lot with our work where I bring you people who need to go through the probate process, right? Right. And um, there's a lot of people think about probate. There's a lot of misinformation out there about probate. So it seems to me like a lot of your job is just simple education of the different ways to do stuff because pretty much people are doing this pro per or representing themselves and you're assisting them in representing themselves. So I imagine you have to spend a lot of time just educating people about the process. Yes, yes. And, and I usually do that. I usually do an overview of any process. If somebody's starting from start to finish, um, I, I give them an overview of the process. I have a really great way of breaking down any process, probate, divorce, you name it, breaking it down into the steps um, so that it's easy for them to understand. And then lots of reminders. We get through the first step and then I remind them again, okay, we're on to the next step. This is what we're going to do. This is what I have to wait to get these documents back. This is approximately how long it's going to take. Um, and then I, and I just keep in touch with them, you know, throughout. So um, yeah. And, and, and there are a lot of misnomers out there about what, what the process is when it comes to probate. It's pretty much true. All the nightmares you hear about it. You don't want to go through probate. I'm very passionate about people having their trust and wills done along with powers of attorneys. Um, I do do trust packages, which include the whole ball of, of wax. So you've got your powers of attorneys and medical directive, HIPAA authorization, pour over will, um, trust. Even if you don't own a home, you should have a will. Um, you know, it's, it's for a lots of different reasons. First off, you're in charge. You are then saying how you want your property to be divided. And even if it was just gonna go to your kids, which it would, naturally do that by succession anyway. It's just, it helps the children out um, when they're dealing with it later down the line. Um, but definitely if, if people have real property, I will, I'll make the plea right now, please, please see an attorney, see myself, see anybody do your own, but get a living trust completed and have your grant deed re-recorded in the name of your trust. It's very important and avoids a lot of expense and heartache down the line. What do you think makes you different as an LDA compared to all the other ones out there? Really my customer service ability. A lot of these people don't have that background. Um, I, I'm finding a lot of uh, people that I work with and other colleagues. Um, so they're very, 
they're very short with people. Um, they've either learned in an attorney office and, and like, that's why I, I, I listen for what the staff is like because they, they tend to be a little short with people and don't explain things well. People don't understand legal lingo at all. So I'll use it, but then I immediately start saying, and what that means is uh, because no, nobody, nobody knows what process service is, you know? So it's, you just step into the next thing and explain it. So 100% it's my patience and my customer service with people getting back as quickly as I can, keeping them up to date and giving them a live person to talk to. Uh, a lot of times even, um, the others that are trying to keep up with customer service are doing a lot more just email messages or recorded messages, or I sent you a video link, you know, go look at it, look at it and tell me what you think, which all of those are great for certain people, but then there are certain people that just need a little bit more handholding. Um, and, and so that's, you know, that's what I provide. Awesome. So um, in terms of, of uh, I know you're part of an association, uh, the California Association of... Um... It's California Association of Legal Document Assistance, CALDA for short. And yes, they've been around since the beginning. Um, it's, a, it's an association for, for us LDAs. Uh, I'm actually secretary. I'm on the uh, executive board and I'm secretary. And I was secretary for four years previously, uh, back when I was in Fresno. And um, it is a nonprofit and, and we, um, all of us on the board, give up our time. We're not paid um, to, to help out. We do a conference every year. So basically the purpose of CALDA is to help us um, keep, keep up with our MCLE credits. We're constantly doing classes and educating each other. We also have message boards. So if someone's like, oh my gosh, I just ran into this problem. Have any of you ever had to deal with this? Do you have a template for this? Um, and so we exchange, um, exchange things that way, ideas and actual documents to help each other out. Uh, it is a statewide organization. So we have people from San Diego to the North border um, and we all talk about our heartaches, talk about our different courts. Every county is slightly different. And so we keep each other up on, on any um, special um, requirements for our county um, in case someone from out of county is trying to do a filing or something there. And, um, but yeah, I, I enjoy called it quite a bit. The members are great um, and we, there's no, um, it's not a lot of competition. We work together to help each other. And in fact, if one of us are too busy or one of us don't do a certain type of thing, we're constantly referring to each other and making sure that everybody's getting some type of assistance. Yeah, I mean, I always have uh, had a lot of uh, uh, admiration for people who belong to a professional organization and contribute to that organization, especially for ongoing um, education and not being all about you know, oh, it's mine. You might give wise secrets away, but right. but sharing knowledge, sharing uh, encouragement. I, I find that people who do that are, you know, much better at their jobs, much better at taking care of others, and much better at taking care of themselves. So I admire yeah. that about you being uh, part of that organization for so long. It Thank really you. shows your heart. Uh, you know, something that I was wondering is what advice do you have for somebody who was much like you working for somebody else and, and they noticed things that they would want to implement differently and make it their own. And that's what you did. And it, it's so inspiring. What advice do you have for somebody who's in that situation and kind of wants to do their own thing? 
Well, I would always encourage everybody to get out on their own if that's what they want to do 100%. Um, I mean, even if you have an employer who treats you good, um, there's only so far that you can go through employment, um, unless you're in some type of upper professional um, type of job scientist, you know, something like that, where a little different level of things, um, you're only going to go so far and you're going to top out on your wages and your, your learning and your education um, kind of dies. So it, I love learning anything new. So being um, in, in business for myself is great because I'm constantly having to learn something new, having to pivot, having to figure out how to keep everything going. And there's just so much education to, out there to, you know, to learn about sales and bookkeeping and, and everything. So it is scary. You do need to have a little thought, you know, have a three month, three months, six months, one year kind of plan deciding. How, and that's just to get to the, you know, to step out of being employed and, and stepping into your business. You know, how are you going to support that? Do you have savings? Um, medical is a big, big deal now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit this job. I won't have medical. Um, so, um, when I started this office here, I actually was working for someone else and he was a great employer and my position basically was kind of going into all these other positions. And so I said, you know, I really want to go back and do my legal work again. How about you just terminate my position? Then I can get, you know, and then I can be unemployed while I get things going. And, and, um, and it worked out, you know, that worked out for us. Most people don't have that ability, but since they were terminating the position, it was a good, you know way for me just to, to get going and start up the new business. But those are all things that, you know, have to be thought about, um, but it's well worth it. It's well worth it. If you get past the first scary year of, um, and, and, um, and getting out there and marketing and um, knowing, your, you know, knowing your clients, knowing what you want to do and everybody has side hustles anymore. So it's really just an extension of changing your time so that you're doing more and more on your side hustle until that becomes your, your job. Uh, but it's, it is very rewarding. It is very rewarding to have your own company. Because you are your own boss, how do you keep yourself accountable? Because there's nobody else keeping yourself accountable. Yeah. That, again, my customer service drive because the phone still rings. My customers keep me accountable. They call me, they email me, they text me, they know how, and I, you can only um, let something go for so long. I don't ever really ignore somebody, but there are times where, you know, if I'm working on a project or working on a pleading, I want to get this done because my thought process is there and I, I don't want to be distracted. So, um, there, you know, so there are times when I can't answer the phone and there are times when I don't answer the phone, but it's always, you know, having to, okay, I've had my hour. I got this done. Now I got to take an hour and call these people back and get, get them caught up. So the customers keep you accountable. And I like to have, um, there's way too many ways that people can give reviews these days and I'm not interested in getting any bad <laughs> reviews or, or anything along that nature. So, um, so yeah, I just, I do my best. And most people enjoy talking to me so much, understand that I am really busy and, and they're patient and they wait, wait, you know, wait for me to get back with them or they let me know if something's just super urgent. So, yeah. Having a good relationship with your clients too can allow you to provide even better customer service so you know when it's important, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, um, one of the questions I ask almost everyone is kind of like, what is your daily routine in terms of um, 
your self routine, your routine for getting to business. You know, some, I know some people read or pray in the morning and kind of center themselves. Other people just jump out of bed and start working. Do you have a routine or a daily way you handle things? Me, nobody wants to talk to me until I've had my first cup of coffee. So, <laughs> Once I step out of the house, you can talk to me. So when I'm at home still getting ready, I, I'm kind of that way too. I like my mornings quiet. Um, although I, I do enjoy my music in the mornings. And yes, I start Here. out <laughs> with setting some intention for the day. Um, and sometimes even for the month, uh, sometimes I like to focus on, say, trust and wills. So I, my intention every morning will be on that business and um, looking to you know, kind of send that energy out for people who are needing my services um, to, to find me. So, um, so energetically, yes, I do that. And then in the morning also kind of a, a little meditation reflecting back on the day. Um, are there things that I could have done better? Are there things I need to shoot myself a quick email or write a note about for tomorrow? Um, things of that nature. But once I'm out of the house, I'm, I'm usually pretty set to go. I try to get out of the house as early as I can. Morning is the best time for me to actually get documents prepared uh, because once the phone calls start coming in around, I don't know, 10, 11, I'll start getting trickles until about then I get a pretty quiet morning. So, um, so I prepare documents in the morning, uh, then start taking phone calls. Um, then, and then it just depends. And it, it's always varying because I could have an urgent court case or I'm running to the court a lot, or I have some days I'll have lots of appointments. And then some days I make sure I have no appointments so I can just work all day and, and get copies and get mail out and things like that. So um, I try to keep a balance there. So I'm constantly getting new documents done, but processing older documents and getting those steps done. Um, as far as I'm constantly networking, I, you know, belong to some business groups. Um, I, I'm constantly interacting with other LDAs through CALDA. Uh, I do a lot of the probate classes, so I'm always getting questions regarding different types of probate. I, I take probably one a day easily. Um, and, uh, and then also Chamber of Commerce. I'm an ambassador for our Chamber of Commerce, so I do events with them. Um, and actually just starting um, leadership, the leadership classes in Rancho Cordova, which I'm really excited about. They canceled last year because of COVID, um, but it really takes you in depth and kind of learn um, the government systems and the different aspects of government and community service and all of that. Um, and it focuses on Rancho because that's where I'm a member of, but um, so I'm really looking forward to that this year as well. I'm really glad that you mentioned being reflective because Laurel and I are really big on that. It's so important to, to understand what your values, what your morals, what your beliefs are and how you can apply that to your business and then be reflective on how well you're actually doing that. As of right now, Jenny, what do you think is something that you're struggling with um, being a business owner that, that you're working on right now? I'm working on hiring someone, uh, 100%. I am, I'm super backed up, super busy. Um, so I feel like I'm losing money because sometimes I can't take on people. I can't get their stuff done fast enough. So, um, and, and again, the customer service component, I like to make sure I'm, I'm ahead of the game and I constantly been running behind lately. So I just got a new office in the same building here, but it's a bigger office uh, made for two people. So I'll have a front area for, um, for my employee. I my Indeed ad is about done. So that'll be going out. And then I have had some um, resumes trickling in from the schools, from MTM, the paralegal schools. Um, so they're Aww. sending some resumes my way if it's a good fit. Um, 
for for employees as well for people who are graduating or almost ready to graduate their paralegal program not every day is a good day <laughs> especially in customer service so when you do get those really really hard clients how do you continue to do business and do your work with integrity and heart even when it's really hard i um that is something you kind of learn over the years for one thing. Um, my customer service skills help me immensely because depending on how they are, if I have somebody really angry, I have certain ways to calm them down. Sometimes that's even, um, sometimes, you know, that's saying that I'm going to escalate it when really I'm just getting the info, letting them cool down, then call them back and talk about it. I don't really have that too much in my line of work now. That was more when I was in the the trades fields, but, um, but there's ways to diffuse people that, that way. Um, my first goal is always getting the customer happy, satisfied again, for whatever, whatever that reason is myself, just, I don't, I don't take it that personally anymore, um, that it has been a struggle over the years. Um, and because I'm in the legal field, you tend to get beat up on maybe a little bit more because people are taking out their frustrations about their emotional situation on you as well. Absolutely. Um, but I, but I empathize with them. I've been through a divorce. I've been through, you know, deaths in my family. I've been through what these people are going through. And so I just put myself in their shoes and remember that. Um, but to, just to keep going, that's the best, the best way to heal yourself really. Cause then the next person tells you how great you are and thank you so much. And so that's kind of healing and keeps you, keeps you motivated to keep going. But um, but I, I'll always go back and those are one of those reflective things, like how, I, how could I have done this a little bit better so it would have went off a little bit better, but I always circle back around even on the hardest customers and just make sure that they're, they're happy that they got their needs met and I'm not afraid to apologize or, you know, if it's my fault, it's my fault and we'll make it good in one way or the other, so. I'm really glad you mentioned empathy because that is Laurel's word. <laughs> Well, you know what, the older you get, the more roads you've walked and the more, you know, I know about myself when I get frustrated, the only time I'm rude is when I've got an unfulfilled expectation or I'm really frustrated. And so I know that about people. They don't, it, it's not personal. It's just upsetting, right? right? And if you can just get someone to distinguish that, um, then, then they can think again you can then serve them and just got to remember it's not personal. Yes, right? exactly. So it's, you know, and, and, and I love that about you too, because my God, sometimes it's very upsetting what the courts system can do to people. So yes. I get it. Yeah. We went through that a little bit yeah. on our last deal. That was very frustrating <laughs> and yeah. was out of everybody's hands. I mean, it literally took me calling the court for a week straight and begging every clerk that answered. They knew me when I called. Oh, let me go check. <laughs> they just knew me by the end of that week. But I finally got someone to get something done. So, yep. yeah. And you finally found somebody who could do something, you know, and it's, it was a simple mistake, but just nobody wanting to, you know, and, it, and there's nothing you can do but what you did. And yeah. People just got to be cool, you know, okay, got it, you know, yeah. as soon as we can. Hopefully nobody will die in the meantime, right? <laughs> you know, Jenny, it sounds like you really took something simple like customer service and you allowed it to mold and shape the way that you interact and you build relationships and help people. And 
for you, it came from experience and that's why you're so good at it. But for those that don't have experience and they've already, they already have their own business, they're already so far into the profession that they think it's too late to start working on their customer service skills. How does one start getting better at that? <laughs> I would say basically be nice be nice. There's no reason to come off snarky um, There's and control your own frustration. Your customers don't deserve your frustration. I mean, I chose this business and all of its frustrating components um, and, the, and whatever stress that might come with it. So, uh, but I'm not going to relay that to my clients. As far as they're concerned, I want them to think like when they're talking to me, they're the only person that matters um, or, you know, at least enough that I'm giving them that, that amount of time for them and answering their questions and so forth. But I really think it just be nice. There's so many times where you call people and they seem really put out. They're answering, they're answering the telephone. Why did you answer if you didn't feel like talking to me right now? You know, I, (laughs) I, I don't call those people back. I mean, I, especially if it's like the, I don't know, not usually the court, but government entities like that, I'll hang up and call back and get another person. I don't, I don't need that. You know, um, it's a little different when it's your own business, but that would, that would be what they have to, and listen, be nice. And then listen, because the people are telling you what their needs are. Um, and if you just listen, you can get around, you know, if there's a lot of drama in the conversation or a lot of emotion in the conversation, just take a deep breath and listen for a minute. You know, people deserve five minutes of your time. And, um, and then you might see some great way out of it for everybody, which pleases your customer. You never know who that customer is on the other end of the line and who they know. I mean, just because this person maybe brought something small to your to my desktop, I don't know who they know, you know, I don't know if the next person they could bring somebody in who's going to make a fortune for me or, um, and you always have to be thinking that you don't ever burn a bridge. I'm, I'm never have with employment, never have with my own business. Don't burn bridges. You have no idea where they're going to lead to. So it's, that's really important. And for, you know, I'm going to ask that question a little bit too, because it's important is you got to remember you're talking to a human being not a job, not a task. Yes. That is a human being over there, right? You're talking to a person. I think if we could just all start remembering that that is not an object over that, it is a human being. That is somebody's mother, father, sister, brother, lover, a person who, like you said, deserves five minutes of your time to be kind. Also put things into perspective that you chose the business and there are so many different LDAs out there. And if you don't give them the heart and integrity that they're looking for in, in their interaction with you, then they can go out and find somebody else. And that is true for every single profession. Whether you are a pastor, a real estate investor, a teacher, I mean, there, there, there's options out there. You are never too good for anybody. And I think we all really need to remember that in every interaction that we have. Yes. And I don't let, I don't usually make a big deal about it. If I get really poor service somewhere, I just move on. So you just never hear from me again. I mean, depending on what kind of is, sometimes I'll give some feedback, but for the most part, I'm like, it's just, it's not worth my time to sit there and tell you how awful you are and how you should run your business. I'm just going to go find someone who, who does it better. So yeah, I always keep that in mind. I don't want them to move on. <laughs> well, hey, Jenny, thank you so much for being on our podcast and sharing your heart. 
uh, and the heart behind your business and, uh, and the importance that your business makes in the Sacramento area. We really appreciate you being on here. And I really appreciate um, our business relationship and um, the way we've been able to help people together. So um, thank you so much. And if anybody needs an LDA, I highly recommend Jenny. You should definitely uh, go to her website. Shasta will tell you in a minute how to do that. But you definitely want to call Jenny. She has 100% um, all my uh, appreciation and endorsement. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so all. much, Jenny. How thank can you, people thanks. find out more about you and, and, and hear more about what you do? Well, my website is a great place to go, um, uh, saclegaldocs.biz, B-I-Z. Um, they can email me directly if they choose, which is Jenny at, J-E-N-N-Y, at saclegaldocs.biz. My phone number, um, if you're giving that out, uh, feel free to call me. Um, I hopefully will have my employee and so and be able to take calls more. As every once in a while, they do have to leave messages. Please leave a message if you get, uh, get my messages. I will call back everybody. Why don't you give your number? 916-335-3740. And that's S-A-C-D-O-C-S. It's SAC Legal Docs. Yeah. S-A-C-L-E-G-A-L-D-O-C-S dot biz, B-I-Z. And then Jenny at, or you can go to my website and there's a contact, contact us page link that you can uh, link on to. Also on Google, you can send me messages through there. So um, Facebook, I watch them all and try and get back to everyone as quick as possible. If you have an urgent matter, please call me. That's probably the best way or sending me a direct email um, if, you're, if your matter's urgent. Um, but I'm happy to talk to anyone, answer questions, whether I can help you or not, get you on the right path. Um, and I, I look forward to helping anyone, anyone out there that needs it. Thank you once again, Jenny. And thank you so much for listening. Please join us next Thursday for a brand new episode. And we will be looking at somebody else's heart and their business. Thank you for listening to the Heart to Biz podcast. For more information on past or upcoming episodes, please visit heart2biz.org.